Hey everybody, it's the K-Pop Cast. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your co-host, DJ Peter Lowe, your K-Pop DJ. What up, what up? Today, we're going to let you know whether Taemin's move is Daebak or not. But before we get to Taemin, I know we all want to get there. Let's dive right into our hit replays. Hit replays are songs that we recommend you play on repeat or replay for the week. So what's making you hit replay, Stephanie? Well, just a couple of days ago, my boys of SF9, I think, what are they called? Uh, sensitive feeling, sensual, feel, sensational, sensational feeling. Not <laughs> I, I you can't know, remember. Stephanie, you could say whatever acronym a, that meet, meets it. And you're I not the right you. person to ask, are you? <laughs> no. Anyways, my boys at SF9 just dropped this muy caliente Latin-inspired beat called O Sole Mio, which is an Italian title. And maybe they say some Italian stuff in there, but I am just loving the... The settings, there's, I think, matador-inspired costume and choreo. They're doing, I'm sure, uh, really blasphemous stuff in a church, (laughs) in a cathedral. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how did they let y'all in here to do a K-pop video? Um, Anyways, it's, it's super hot. It's something new that we don't see a lot of like the latin influence and um it also mashes up really well with other k-pop favorites uh i was seeing mashups on youtube with cards don't recall with bts blood sweat and tears and i'm sure that's just the beginning because it just came out so check it out Yeah, and we'll we'll link a couple of those mashups in the in the episode description. So Stephanie, would you say that they strum the strings of your corazón? <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Uh, <laughs> but yes, of course, CC. Of course. Yeah, we obviously don't speak Spanish, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Un poquito. Un poquito. Oh, there you te go. Te quiero. They say te quiero a lot, and I know that that... <laughs> ah. All the fans are gushing over that one. Ay, wey. Yeah. DJ Peter Lowe, what's making you hit replay? So it's an older song, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the group name or the duo name correctly, because it's got a number in there, but it's... Bulbagana. <laughs> if you've pronounced the... The four, the last number in the name as an A, so it would be Bobogana. And uh, it's their song, Sum. It's apparently breaking all sorts of records right now in Korea. I guess it outcharted Busker Busker, who mm. was known for being like the top in Korea. Yeah. What I like about it is probably not what a lot of Bobogana fans would I, I like about it. I don't know if it was digitally altered or produced or polished, but I kind of like how it almost sounds like Hatsune Miku in terms of like how mm. the voice sounds like it was auto-tuned in a certain way. And so the way it slides between different notes, I really like that sound and that feel. There are just a lot of nuances to Korean dating that I'm learning about this song. But mm-hmm. that all aside, like it's still a acoustic, digitally altered song that is worth your listen for this week. 
Thanks. I, I'm a big fan of this one too, and I didn't think that I would be just from seeing the the visuals of the video. I was like, oh no, yeah, here we go, another right. cutesy, super colorful Korean girl group. But I was really pleasantly surprised by the vocal qualities, the melody. It's really catchy. And about yeah. the the nuances of the Korean dating, the title is actually "Som Tal Koya." Which means yes, I'm willing to get into a just a something relationship with you. We're not exclusive. We're not doing anything serious. But some is like actually the term that they use over in Korea. Like you're oh you're doing something some time ah. yeah. So Korean 101 for all y'all. Oh man, Stephanie, like we would be at a loss without your. <laughs> Korean speaking insight into this, so thank you so much for bringing that up. While I'm here, uh, I see that that the Korean name is spelled out for the the group or the artist, and it is. Let's see if I can read it. Bolpalkan Sachungi. So the four is Sachungi. I forget what Chungi means, but it's some kind of counter for something. And the sa is four. Okay. I will need to research that and then come back with the the true meaning. But it's not next an episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Glad you can point that out. I mean, obviously, for me who doesn't know any of this stuff, this is not prerequisite knowledge to nope. appreciate the song. Obviously, but now that you mention it, Stephanie, this is a new layer to Ooh. like the song more. Happy to help. That's why I take Korean lessons every week. Woo-woo. Moving on to our daybok or not for this week, it's Taemin and his song Moon. <laughs> I guess what this is if I had to describe what happens in this music video it's Taemin breaking all boundaries breaking all rules for what is socially acceptable in K-pop and he's like upside down and he's in the rain and it is androgynous there is not a very clear gender line between him and his backup dancers in terms of how they're dressed and how they dance so that's what I love about this song. It's Taman's move. What did you think of the concept? I was deeply intrigued and moved oh. by the concept of the visual. Oh, in what way were you moved, Stephanie? It was almost as if his eyes were piercing into my very soul. Ah. It was so seductive and uh-huh. deep yeah. on almost a spiritual level. Oh. I was like, what is happening right now? Everything around me just melted away and there was only Taemin and his eyes. But anyways, enough of that. You know, for the me, cons- it wasn't his eyes. It was more his chest. 
like Ooh, oh, his the, exposed chest. The his, nipple shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say Spoiler nipple shirt alert. because I don't feel like the nipples were the focus of the shirt. But it was very exposed, you know, the expare exposed bare chest yeah little nip slip here and there well it wasn't a slip i, I mean it was by design you know it was very out like you know just the his entire torso for me like i i kind of yeah. saw this and this is me like more as like a ballroom dancer perspective but like mm. it was a way to showcase his dancing movement i think a lot more but we can dive yes. into that more for the choreography what, right, right, what, right. what do you think of the visuals on the whole though i mean visually i thought that this was very different from many of the K-pop videos that we're seeing these days. It had a, a kind of avant-garde style to it. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just hard, hard to describe because I'm used to seeing uh, super colorful K-pop with cheese puffs and cars. I don't even know what to do with this. I was completely just enraptured by watching Taemin himself and his dancing yeah. and admiring his his outfits and every little move that his his body was making but I know that the setting of the video as well he's in the rain he's in a few different uh places he's outside I don't know if he's ever inside I couldn't even keep track because I'm just hypnotized yeah did did you get that sense as well or were you appreciating the the whole package the settings and all that yeah well it's definitely outside right and it's that darker rainy the like Blade Runner setting yeah (laughs) I kind of want to say that the Hong Kong neon lights yeah without without the technology but yeah it's like here we are in 2017 but Taemon is like 3000 you know 27 right now like that that's kind of what I felt like from the outfits and in the dark synth vibe from the mm. concept overall. I wonder, in terms of the message, like, I wonder if he's trying to say something about trying to break through the grain and, like, move us in, in terms of how Ooh. he's presenting himself. You know, very androgynous and then also being upside down, right? When he's lying down, you mm. know, what, know what I'm saying? And how yeah. it's raining. Like, I can't help but wonder if that's something like him trying to encourage us to all think differently. Yeah, this is one of those videos that just sticks with you visually, conceptually, and you kind of take from it the message that you need to hear. I'm just like, dang, I needed that in my life. Yeah. I needed to shake things up. I needed to see things differently. Yeah. Let's get on to the dancing, man. Like, yes. Okay. That's what this is all about. We had three different versions, like three different music videos. Like there was like version one, there was group performance version, and then there was like duo version. And this is all mm. centered about the dance. So mm. what I just want to say, like, I feel like I might be the only one who sees or realizes this, but like, Taman's core, like, <laughs> when, when, when I say core, like in the dancing community, yeah. it's all about your abdomen, like your abs, your six pack, right? Mm. And like using that as your like center of gravity and using that center of gravity to do a bunch of other dance moves. I see that so strongly in this dance mm-hmm. choreography. Like, as a ballroom dancer, Taemin, like, own <laughs> the dance floor. Taemin. Taemin. Yeah, Taemin. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really, like, it's funny. I see the way he moves his arms, and it's in reaction to the movement centered in his core. Like, I, I feel, yeah, you, you probably get a lot of that in the hip-hop dance routines and choreo and technique that we see so prevalent in other K-pop. 
but mm-hmm. his center of gravity is just very focused. Even in the scenes where it's not as dance heavy, where he's just simply walking toward the camera, I get that presence and I get that body control from those simple movements. And maybe I had that I had that same impression, that same thought that even when he's walking towards us, I I thought, wow, this is like ballroom style walking. Yeah. Stepping. His posture, the core, each step is perfect. He's his lines beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's why I am just so excited as a former Latin ballroom dancer because I yeah. see it like and there are po- points like he does his own um turn, right? Or his own spin, right? And it's like we would do that all the time and he does it so cleanly, so flawlessly. Like this is someone who I would applaud and try to mimic on the dance floor. So from my critical technical lens from what I can assess he nails it and that's why I'm so mm. excited by this dance and this choreo not only is it the choreo which is very dynamic in the way he contrasts that with his backup dancers or his other androgynous partner he owns that execution himself flawlessly so you know yeah. hats off to to Taman um Tay man Tay woman Tay Tay androgynous <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, Tay both. Yes. Tay whatever. Yeah, Tay whatever. I totally agree. I feel like if this routine were on So You Think You Can Dance, or whatever, it, would, it reminded me of that. I mean, the, that show is where I learned about uh, the choreography that goes into different styles, like contemporary, jazz, uh whacking, voguing. This could just being introduced to the styles and the technique Um through shows like that helped me to appreciate uh, what went into Taman's video yeah. here. How would you yeah. how would you even characterize the styles that are represented? Wait, I didn't hear that last part. Say again. I mean, what what would you even call this style if it had a name, or is it you know? A I, mix I feel of like it's a mix th- between like jazz and ballroom. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, that, yeah. that's kind of how I see it, and maybe a little bit of hip hop, but mm-hmm. like. One thing that I just really, really, really want to underscore, and this is what I even tell people who are like looking to break into the ballroom or like partner dancing community, like be it salsa or like Lindy Hop or whatever. What I even tell a lot of those dancers who are like deeply into that community is like, you got to understand that baseline connection and that baseline language, all centered from your core. And Ooh. that foundation is so strongly pronounced in Taman's dance. Tayman's dance in this like mm-hmm. he you can tell all those movements are stemmed from that very powerful foundation and that establishment and so even if he embellishes into hip-hop movements that you reference that you can see from so you think think you can dance or jazz um, technique yep. with his arms and and everything else that he's doing with his partners um, it just shows a lot more from that strong foundation and he has that ability to to control his body in the process. So I, I think it's... Can we, just, can we just take a second and appreciate his arms? Yeah. His shoulders? Yeah. Yes! Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that the, uh, whatever, stylist or costume <laughs> designer gave us so much sleeveless clothing to work with here so that we can see every little muscle and every little movement. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's funny because like I'm, I'm applauding it. For, like, yeah, that was really good. Because when you say arms and like dancing, it's like oh, really good arms. Like you know, really good control of arms <laughs> and like you know, not not over leading or pulling or compressing or whatever with your arms and your social right. dancing. That too. Like that's what I see it. But when you what you're referring to is uh, another way to, <laughs> to yes. like a hey, man. <laughs> but here's the also funny the funny thing about the costumes they are very very similar to the international latin ballroom costumes oh really like i think it could have been a happy coincidence and maybe the international latin ballroom costumes are designed in that very similar way to show that body movement Mm -hmm. and maybe the the concept artists or the costumers or or whatever you call them uh, the production team uh, behind tayman designed that look so that it would show off his movement and I don't know if they're yep. directly copying Ballroom, but they did it just to show his ability. And I think they absolutely succeeded there. How much do you know about the choreographer, the Japanese, but Koharu Sugi, I forget the her full name, um, but apparently she's really famous. Oh, really? She's big in the business. Yeah. So I, I hadn't even quick looked into it at all. Research. But. Yeah. She's the partner. Yeah. Koharu, Su- Koharu Sugawara is... A hip hop dancer and choreographer. Yeah, she has a hip hop style and Michael Jackson influence. So I know Taman's also MJ fan. Yeah, so that it, works out totally. And it feels like it's you know not only MJ but also Prince. You know, it, it takes yeah Prince a very strong inspiration from that eighties pop icon like mm-hmm. Taman's execution of the dance move like it's not michael jackson level but it's approaching it you know and i think Mm -hmm. that and that's saying a lot like i don't think other k-pop idols can perform at that level of speed or body control and tayman like you just watch the way he he spins and he moves his body he's getting there like he is definitely building that awareness and that control that is reserved for the pantheon of like you know best like k-pop dancers oh for sure he is He's there, and he could compete with the best of them, the best K-pop dancers. I would love to see a battle between, hmm, who else? Who would battle with him? I don't know. From <laughs> like his, I'm struggling to think, like, who, who, are, would, who are the dancers? I know, like, no one is amazing. Well, it's hard to, well, the, you know, amazing in the same way, right? Because, you know, everyone has their yeah. different strengths and, and maybe different uh, aesthetic styles and this is I think a less common style for K-pop so that, that's yeah. why I just love this concept in this choreography mm. from Taemin so much okay exactly so shall we dive into the audio yeah let's do it okay so dark synth mm-hmm. dark synth <laughs> uh, would you say that it's like 80s vibe what, well, are, what are we hearing I, here I mean, that, that's the thing it's so funny because like when a lot of like us you know k-pop contemporaries like us in like the k-pop reviewing scene and like journal scene like a lot of us kind of refer to like the decades of uh you know western pop music that uh today's k-pop right. may be inspired by and when we say 80s like there's an obvious influence there but this song wouldn't wouldn't be possible to this would not have come out in, in the 80s yeah. right but you feel the spirit and the vein of the sound like like where that inspiration originally comes from and i think that 80s vibe especially from michael jackson and prince comes through pretty strongly here would michael jackson or prince i would either of them produce a song like this 
Not at all. Right? This is like mm. Taman's unique spin on that sound and on that concept. But mm-hmm. it's absolutely inspired by it. Totally. You can you can hear that inspiration. Yeah. The sound is a little bit a little bit reminds me of the Boa camo. Yep. Yeah. It's in that bucket. Yeah, and I feel like this one's an even darker one. And it, it definitely oh, matches totally. the concept well because it is so dark and uh, mysterious. And it does maybe similar to, to camo and what we've been saying about cyberpunk and uh, and looking to Blade Runner, it feels like it's, you know, 3027 or whatever, you know, decade mm-hmm. future era that we're in. So I, I get that from this and I, I like right, it. Right, we're definitely moving away from the the summer upbeat, happy tropical house, beach house <laughs> uh, sound and going more towards fall, winter, more mature, reflective beats. And I'm all for it. Yeah, it's like a deep pulsing synth, right? It's pulsing, one that yeah, kind of like it. waves in and out and it's like a little heavier on the on the lower tones. You contrast this with his last his last album, right? So think of like Press Your Number, uh, Drip Drop. Those, mm. you know, had the very strong Bruno Mars influence, mainly because Bruno Mars hey. produced those songs, right? That's so, right. So, <laughs> like, obviously, you know, that that is more of an upbeat dance, and it's got more of that funk, more of that groove. This has a very deliberate lack of those things. This was an artistic, um, quite honestly, it was, it was probably an artistic um, risk to head in this direction because it is less common yeah. for K-pop, at least at this time. And it's something that a more mature artist like Taemin can yep. actually deliver. So. I think that uh, I agree with you and that this song is a very logical next step yeah. from the the solo album that we from Press Your Number, right. Drip Drop. Even then, we saw, uh, first of all, insane talent and focus on the choreography. Like, he worked so hard yeah. on that. And concepts that are a little more serious or darker than what the rest of the K-pop scene is doing. There's just the seriousness with which he approaches even even pop songs, even dance songs. And he's just going more in that direction. And I can't wait for what comes after this. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I listened to the rest of his album and I thought this song was the strongest. The yeah. other songs were kind of blurring together for me. And... Like, it's nothing on Taman, but, like, it felt like it was too much of the same thing. And I, I thought this was the strongest definition of all those other things that you're getting off of the album. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was wise to lead and and stick with this for their, for his single. Good. Yeah, good thinking. So for the concept, one to five, Stephanie, how would you rate this song? I loved it. I'm going to watch it again and again. Also, we did not even call out the... <laughs> How do I even describe this? Ladies, you know what I mean. The the few seconds near the end where we kind of get a blurry glimpse at him shirtless. And it just makes you hungry for more. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Is that and what I was happened? like, okay, great. Okay. We're seeing the preview. We're seeing the blurry preview. And then we're going to see the whole thing. And then it ends. Then we didn't get it. Yeah, that, that's something like, I've always wondered it. for these like more androgynous concepts, Stephanie. Like, yeah, h- how is that as like a heterosexual like female? Like, w- does that do it for you? I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm allowed to ask, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, 
No, no, good, great question. I think that coming from an American, like being raised in the U.S., yeah. you can't just jump into this and love it. You have to be uh, become acclimated uh-huh. to seeing uh, masculinity mm-hmm. represented in this way. I see. You have to get used to it. You have to you know, be in the scene for a few years for it to grow on you. I mean, that's just personally for me and a couple other fans I've talked to uh-huh. in, in the U.S., you're not used to this at all. You make fun of it. You say, oh, yeah, they look like girls. Huh? But over time, the more you listen, the more you see the performances and you feel the the strength and the power that comes through, then it does become attractive. I see. So, yeah. Yeah, it works. It, it, the same thing kind of happened to me with Eggyo. It's <laughs> 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 a straight male, like, you know, female Eggyo has it's kind of grown exactly. on me over time. I made fun of it at yeah. first. I was going to say, I mean, and, and on that same note, uh, I got a vibe from Taemin here that reminded me of the very first Asian artist that I got into just by chance. Um, if anyone in the audience has heard of Gakuto, uh, a Japanese yeah. music artist, I got a strong vibe from just the beginning of this video. Like, wow, this is something Gakuto would do if he were into <laughs> the, um, this kind of dance style or this this vibe. He would totally take these chances and take, like, this is who he is. I think Gakuto right? would probably give a more dynamic vocal range. And, and nothing yes. about, you know, Hayden Taman, but like, yeah. Gakuto, like... The way he could deliver those lower tones, oh, I think that would be... Oh, the lower... Vo- oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> this is like, you know, Dream Idol, that you're assembling like bits and parts of your favorite idols and putting yeah. them together. Ooh, that'd be a great game. Okay. The score for my concept, I loved it. I'm going to go with a 4.3. Oh, that is very high praise, very high marks high. from Stephanie and also the K-pop cast as a whole. So that that's great. Yep. How about you? Um... So it, it's so hard, like in terms of the message and like the androgynous concept as a whole, I think it's great, you know, less common for K-pop, but I don't, I'm not as excited by it as I am by like other mm-hmm. stuff from BTS. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's my bias. But um, yeah. the technique of the dancing, and that's where it really won me over. So if I had to like overweight it on the dancing, maybe I'd give it higher. So I guess I'm giving it a three point nine five yeah. eight seven <laughs> <laughs> really close <laughs> so almost this four. is not allowed like, you've run out of spaces so moving on to audio one to five the audio is nice but nowhere near as good as the concept i think it, it will stay in my playlist for the next couple of weeks or months so i'll give it 3.7 okay yeah how about you it was okay it was dark it was a dark synth so i'm giving it a very solid Three. Three. Yeah. I mean that that's that's thumbs up, man. Like that's that's okay. That's pretty good. All right. I mean it's not bad. Like okay. but it, and it's certainly different for K pop yeah. at this stage. It's not tropical house. That's for sure. But But it's not a ratchet electronic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is not that either. Whatever. When I hear this on the Blade yeah. Runner soundtrack, maybe. Mm. Maybe. But yeah. it's not my first pick in terms of jams or songs to listen to yep so it's a three cool on the whole stephanie <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's coming guys is this oh, song yeah. 
Day, Day Bark or not? Day Bark for me, for sure. Day Bark. Yeah. Uh, Definitely Day Bark. Okay. I was not expecting to like this song. I was not expecting to think it was Day Bark on the onset, but then, like, the more I watched it, I was like, you know what? This is artistry. This is like yes. taking a gamble and succeeding. Like, well yes. done, Taman. Like, really well done. Need more of that. Especially from SM. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And you know, it's. They really trust him. They really trust him. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that even though it was a sort of gamble, it was a gamble that seemed almost brand appropriate for SM entertainment. Mm. You know? You think so? I think it kind of did because we've seen these sort of like weird post apocalyptic, and not this is like totally post apocalyptic. Yeah, but those are like cheesy. This was. Avant garde, yeah. I don't know, but I like when I think of like the color tones, right? Like the the, the visuals and and the color range that they used, it yeah. seemed like a lot of the same color, like that same dark, moody. Yeah, we have seen that, and, and a lot of okay. other SM stuff. So to me, it seems still somewhat on brand for SM entertainment. All right, but it. a good gamble and a good deviation from the norm for SM entertainment, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's it for this episode of uh, Taman in our Daybuck or Not. Um, diving into some listener feedback from um, what we've received over the past week, Rodri tweeted at us thanking you, Stephanie, for saving Max by pronouncing his name properly because I was not able to oh. pronounce his Korean name correctly. <laughs> so, thank you. You're very welcome. My, that's why I'm here, guys. <laughs> Korean pronunciation 101. Yeah. And we also had Jason Fox at Lost Boy CZ. So he tweeted at us, quote, So I see SVT, quote, changed up, end quote, and made a less sophisticated version of Ariana Grande's right there. Am I crazy? Ooh. And Jason, you are not crazy. Because when you point that out to us, we're yeah. like, you know what? It definitely does sound very similar. Like if you listen to the chords between the two songs, in the in the speed and the cadence of those songs of, the, of those chords like definitely very similar absolutely so maybe they Dang. take inspiration from each other I wouldn't say it's a copy yeah. but Inspired. it's very similar and Alicia 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 from at Fan Fan Nation probably Fan one, Nation <laughs> yeah tweeted us saying would you two maybe do an episode about the recent release Move by Taman it was so amazing. Heart emoji. And Alicia. I don't know. Like, I, I think maybe we should consider, you know, doing an maybe. episode on Taman. I don't know. There's just so many choices. It's really hard. Yeah. But I, I think we should. Maybe today's yeah. episode even. Huh. Okay. So that's it. Again, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends to listen to K-pop casts or just talking about K-pop and listening to podcasts and introducing your K-pop friends to the podcast medium. So wrapping it up, yep. Stephanie, what's your favorite Taman song and where can people find you online? Ooh, that's a tough one. People can find me online at sparker2 on Twitter. And my favorite Taman song, oh, it's almost a toss-up, but I'm going to have to go with Drip, Drop, Drop, Drip, Drop. Yep, yep. AKA the SM sunscreen budget for the year. <laughs> yes. So. Oh my God, I was... So scared for him getting sunburned. Yeah. But but now he's in the rain, so he's like undoing all of uh, that. Yeah. He's cooling down. Go. 
<laughs> what about you, Peter? What's your favorite Tamen song? My favorite Tamen song is Press Your... I'm not going to sing it. Press Your Number. The Bruno Mars <laughs> produced it. It's, it's got that funky groove. And Tamen delivers yeah. in it. So it's a good one. And you can find me at DJ Peter Lowe. And don't forget to hit us up at the K-Pop Cast on Twitter. That's it. You've been listening to the K-Pop Cast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. See you later. The lyrics are pretty sultry, actually. I mean, there's lines in there. Um, so when he says move, he's talking about, like, making the first move on someone. Oh. Or, or the way that she moves on the dance floor. Uh, so it's it's about that kind of moving, really sexy moving. And, like, some lines that stuck out are, like, oh, your hair that used to be so neat is now getting tangled in Messy. Don't don't do anything. Leave it alone. I like it like that. It's like, ah. Ooh, oh. and then, and then he says the same thing about makeup. Like, oh, it used to be perfect, but now it used to be all neat, but now it's smudging up more and more as the night goes on. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was doing it for you, Stephanie. He was speaking to you with those lyrics. Speaking to me. Yep. Yeah. It, <laughs> Shout out to all the all the tangled hair to all the tangled hair ladies out there. you know it's funny i try saying stuff similar to this to my wife but i don't think it has the same effect (laughs) (laughs) it only works when taman says it you're taman yeah if you look like that and you try try dancing up on her like that with the Maybe that'll work. I, it's, no. it's funny because like I've I've been doing ballroom for so long, and so I do that all the time. And honestly, she just kind of rolls her <laughs> eyes, and she's like, "Oh God, he's doing this again." <laughs> but well, uh, you know, the the last thing is you could grab some of these costumes from the music video. That might work. <laughs> Maybe that last skirt, the <laughs> nipples check. <laughs> <laughs> okay well um yeah i'll, I'll try and I'll, I'll let you know how it all goes um please do please yeah do. i i don't just don't get your hopes up but I, I don't i don't think i'll oh my hopes are so high <laughs> <laughs>